0: Get the duck boats ready! Get the duck boats ready! After 39 long years, the Cup is back home! The Bruins are 2011 Stanley Cup champions!
1: City. Welcome to the Boston Sports Syndicate podcast. Michael and Bill Travers bringing it to you. Bill, how we doing?
0: We doing good. How oh, are my- you?
1: We are. Uh, we're hanging. We're uh, we're getting through some stuff. We've got a, uh, a a decently sized show here, I would say. Um, obviously, we cover all four teams, but the biggest news right now in the sports world um, is the fact that baseball is back. Um Woo-hoo. so that's 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 probably where we're going to start probably where we're going to finish too we'll see we'll see if we can get to anything else so um to coincide with baseball being back we figured we'd bring back a baseball writer blog great bloggino, whatever what was it, what was the name the great bloggino? That's it great bloggino. Chris Henry Chris what's going on
2: Gentlemen it's been a long time it's uh ready to talk some baseball
1: Yeah so i mean like i said i think it's the biggest probably the biggest news in sp- Sports right now uh, was the fact that baseball was not uh, was not going to be played this year, or it seemed like baseball wasn't going to be played this year. Um, so I guess that's that's where I want to start. Is is Bill?
0: Did you at any point did you think that there wasn't going to be a baseball season? I didn't think that there wouldn't be a season at all, but I I was firmly convinced we weren't going to see baseball until sometime in May at the earliest. I I thought that they were on a course to just totally wipe out the entire month of April and go well into May. Chris, how about you?
2: I'm happy it's resolved. Um, it was very frustrating over the last couple of months just seeing the banter back and forth that went between both um, the player side as well as, as Major League Baseball. Um, but to, to piggyback on Bill, yeah, I was, I was surprised that it, that it got done. They're going to play in April. I really thought that they would end up playing in, in May.
1: What does it say, or... or, or... I guess we'll get into the, I'm sure we'll get into the negotiations a little bit here but what does it say about both sides that both sides were very strong they're not going to they're 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 not going to break they're not going to give they're not going to give they're not going to give and then games start getting canceled and all of a sudden they suddenly come to an agreement what does that tell you about about how both sides are looking at this where all of a sudden you know players potentially start losing paychecks and owners potentially start losing ticket sales and revenue. And then all of a sudden they can come to an agreement. It almost feels like why why is that what it had to come to? Like why couldn't we do – why couldn't we settle this earlier before and have a full spring training, not miss opening day or a few series? Why? why, why is, Why is that always
0: what it feels like it comes down to? No, it was absolutely ridiculous. And the owners locked the players out immediately when the previous CBA expired, like at midnight on December 1st or whatever the date was, they immediately locked them out. So they laid the groundwork down right there. And then they didn't talk for two months. Things really didn't get in earnest until we came closer to the start of spring training. So it's, I mean, they all knew the date was coming. It was just ridiculous the way this this thing was handled. And But you're right. I I think once once it got to the point where people started to lose money on both sides, that's when things started happening in earnest, but there's absolutely no reason why it had to get to that point. Who you put most yeah. of the
1: blame on here, Chris, you, who you put most of the blame on for the fact that there's games lost or do you put blame on both. Do you put blame on just one or the other? Where do you land?
2: You know, I think it's easy and natural for, um, I think a big part of the fan base to go and blame the owners, um, they're the ones at the end of the day that locked out the players. Um, I give the players credit that they, you know, they dug in on, on certain things, but I also feel like the players, it's not like the same baseball union of years past where they, they really seem to, um, I don't, I want to say come up, should a little more camaraderie. I feel like the players towards the end just wanted to play, but I think ultimately, um, you know, for me, I was a little more pissed at the, uh, at the owner side of it, that this couldn't get done. But, um, I mean, I'm happy that it's resolved and, you know, we're going to get opening day on, on April 7th.
0: Bill, your blame goes to? Mostly to the owners. I, as Chris said, they're the ones who locked the players out. Uh, I, I think they were the ones who didn't negotiate in as good a faith for the good of the game. Uh, the The players, I think, were really trying to to their credit, I thought they were trying to protect the younger players as much as anything else in this deal. Yeah, they were trying to raise the competitive um, luxury tax to a higher threshold so players could sign for more money, sure. But they, they also fought to protect some of the younger players who have been getting screwed over the last few years with uh, service time and and – Guys not getting called up until later in the season so that the owners could get an extra year of service out of them. So I, I got to give them credit for that. I think they fought for the the lower paid players, and i'm and I'm using that okay. relatively because they're still making a hell of a lot more money than probably the three of us combined on their annual salary. but still, you know they they were fighting for those guys, and it wasn't just the millionaires out out against the billionaires trying to make as much money as they could.
1: Yeah, I think I, I think I agree with both of yeah, you. I think I guess both has has some blame, but I'm leaning more towards the owners here, and it kinda seems like the owners were just like, Well, we don't care. We don't need the money. Who cares? We we're we're gonna lock you out. Who cares if we have a season? Who cares? And then when it really came down to it, they their bluff got called.
0: Um I but, think things really came to a head. I don't know if you saw this, but and I forget the circumstances why, but for some reason the Atlanta Braves books were made public. And it was showed that they made something like 140 million dollars profit last year which just took the steam away from the owners that they were losing money mm-hmm. i mean i'm not that atlanta's you know a relatively big market team they're not a small market team like a tampa bay or a kansas city they're they're a bigger market team and of course they have tbs and you know they're all owned by the same conglomerate but it just showed that there is plenty of money out there in the game so I, I think that took some of the steam away from them, as far as you know, they couldn't pull the wool over the union's eyes anymore because all that was public knowledge.
1: The bigger picture to me is it it just it just feels like baseball cannot get out of its own way. Baseball cannot figure itself out. It's I mean I I, I, I know I mean present company probably excluded, but baseball is a dying sport, and and I think that that's been said. For the last, I don't know, five years, basically, it's it's just it's a dying sport. It's boring. It's slow. It's not as interesting. There's no there's no character in the game. It feels like. And then this this is probably the worst thing that could have happened for them. Now, luckily, they avoided a full a full on missed season lockout, whatever it is. But it's just it just feels like that they just can't get out of their own way, and it's just it, it just I don't know. It almost makes you not want to root for baseball. Like, yes, I'm thrilled that baseball's back, but it's like. I, I kind of just want baseball to fall on its face because, like, it just seems like it's just it's just one idiot after another not being able to figure it out, and it's just it's killing an all it was killing an already dying sport. So it, I don't know, it just feels like the timing was just so piss poor by everybody involved, both sides.
0: I gotta disagree with you. I don't think it's a dying sport. I don't think the sport will ever die. It has dropped in popularity below football and now below basketball, even I would say. As far as in the national spotlight, but I don't think it's it's ever going to die. I don't think it's ever going to go away. It'll it'll become a niche sport. I think kind of the way hockey is, maybe uh-huh. not to the extent that soccer is, but I don't think it'll ever go away. I no, think no, I'm not saying I'm not be, saying it'll. There'll always dead. be baseball.
1: I'm not saying it'll be. I'm not saying it will full on die. But baseball being a uh, uh, a a ni- What do you call it? Niche, niche sport? A, ni- a, niche sport. a niche niche sport? A niche sport. A niche sport. A niche sport. That means niche, baseball's niche, dead to If you're me.
0: really fancy, you say niche, oh. but basically a niche sport. It niche. fills a niche. I'm from the vineyard. It's a niche sport.
1: I just I think we found the for the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but to me, if baseball becomes a niche sport, baseball's dead. I mean, I, that's all. I, I mean, it goes from it goes from America's pastime to. To just just a, like if you equate it to hockey, it's like a bunch of diehard hockey fans, and then nothing. There's not really there's not many casual hockey fans out there. It's either it's either you you eat, sleep, and breathe it, watch everything you can when it comes to hockey, or you don't watch it at all. And, but it's not dead. No, 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 that, But I'm, I'm saying, if baseball gets to that point, to me, baseball is basically dead at that point. It was, it was, it was the biggest sport in the country for a bazillion years. That's aggressive. But it was, it was, it was the most popular sport in the country. It's America's pastime, and now you're gonna tell me it's a niche sport? But times
0: have changed. We live Still, in a much faster. That's instant, the point. instant news, media. Baseball is is doesn't fit that mold anymore. That's that's my point. Is they can't adapt yeah, and right. they can't change. I'm, not, it's I'm dying. Not disagreeing with you. I'm it's... not disagreeing with you, but it will always have a place for some fans. It will. It will. Your right. demographic you're... is definitely skewing older to people like me. And even even now, I may watch every I may have every game on the TV, but I'm not necessarily watching it hanging on every pitch. If that makes sense. It does.
1: Chris, what do you think? Is it da- dead dying?
2: Um they're not doing themselves any favors right now. You know, COVID, COVID didn't help with the 60-game season and trying to figure out what the hell they were going to do there. Um, I felt they, you know, in select markets, I think even here too in Boston, they baseball got some momentum, you know what I mean, especially here, you know, where the Sox were terrible in 2020. They come back, they have a terrible start to the beginning of the season, and then they go and they rally and then they end up making the postseason. They have that incredible win over the Yankees where they just blew the doors off New York, um, took care of Tampa Bay, ultimately lost to Houston. Momentum was starting to, to pick up in some markets, and then this happened. So if baseball wants to avoid the, the misnomer of the, hey, it's a dying sport, they need to do a much better job. And we've talked about this for, for a long time, when we were recorded is about doing a better job, marketing their players, promoting their sport differently right now. They have some work to do because of like you guys said, social media is so prevalent. There was so much information. There was millions of experts on everything that was going on because of the fact that we can pick up the phone and just go ahead and tweet something out. So I don't, I wouldn't say that it's dying. They're not doing themselves any favors and the need to figure out a way to attract fans and get that younger fan back and that the younger fan that they're going to need for it to not sound like high moon, but for a sustainable future.
1: And I think it's even different here though, because here, here's a big, here's a big market. Like Boston's a huge market. So I feel like Boston's always going to like the Red Sox are always going to have the support of, of, of people here. And I think you saw that when they sucked a couple years ago, they still had the support of, of the fan base and they still had people that were looking towards the future and they were looking at all oh.
2: different though. Did it not though? Like, it, it, no, no, game...
1: no, it definitely did. It definitely did. But, but imagine being, I don't know. Imagine being a team like Tampa Bay, who's who actually was good last season and got gaining some momentum there. And then all of a sudden this kind of stuff happens or Milwaukee, a team that was good for a couple of years and was gaining momentum. Then COVID hit. And now this like like think about those markets and like what what, what it's like there. Like that's those are the markets that you
0: need. Pittsburgh. um, But I don't really think this by July, we're going to forget that this happened. Oh, I don't think so. It's just a minor blip. The season got delayed. The season's going to get delayed by what? A little over a week? It's a week. And they're not going to miss and any games. And they're going to end up playing a full right. 162. Right. So, I don't I don't think this isn't like in 93-94, was it 94-95, when they canceled mm-hmm. the end of the season, you didn't have a World Series, and then the following season started later because of the labor disputes. It's not anything to that degree. Or what the NHL had a few years ago when when they canceled most of their season.
1: No. And lost it. Agreed, but I think I think because of because of social media and because of I don't I guess I guess basically because of social media I feel like, like this is not just going to be forgotten about and I feel like it's 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 something that is is going to be a little I don't know what the right word is a little blip on their radar on the sports radar and it's just something that could have been avoided should have been avoided and and honestly people would have never even known that the CBA would have changed I guarantee you. That people wouldn't even have known that it was the end of the CBA if they had if they had done this correctly and figured it out two years ago last year and started negotiating then and talking about it then you wouldn't have even known. And you know what we'd be talking about right now? Spring training. Instead, we're talking about a bunch of billionaires fighting with millionaires.
0: No, I agree. But with everything that's happened over the last couple of years with COVID and now all the stuff that's going on over in in Europe, I really you know this is a blip. We're gonna forget this in no time. I won't. I'm not watching. I mean, we'll remember. We'll go, oh, yeah, that happened. But I'm not watching I baseball mean, it's, this it's... year oh, in protest.
1: In protest. No. I'm not watching. All right, watching. fine. I'm not watching.
0: Can I get your uh, free company tickets then? Sure. Yep. If you're I'm... not going to go to any games? Yep. I'm not watching.
1: <laughs> I'm not watching. Uh, let's let's talk about the actual agreement in itself. Now, somebody who knows more about it than me, which I'm assuming both of you do, um oh you know, what, what was the major changes? What was the holdup? What's, what's the biggest change that we're, I know what I think the biggest change that we're going to see is, but what, what do you feel the biggest change is to this, to this collective bargaining agreement, Chris?
2: Expanded playoffs. Um, that's, I, that was a big part of what the, these, uh, the two sides were negotiating was the difference between 12 to 14 teams. Um, I think you could probably say 1A, 1B, the expanded playoffs, and then eventually the international draft. It's really going to change the course of, um, I think, you know how teams are going to begin to roster build from the future. But, well, they um, haven't agreed
0: to the international draft yet.
2: Not yet. They have, I think, it's pending. July, until July 25th. And I think if they don't agree by that date, then the qualifying offer comes back a lot of a lot of the things that the players wanted off the table that they currently have end up coming back but um no I I think it's that playoff piece you know you're gonna have the three division winners and now three wild cards what sucks to me is you lose that you know that one that one round that playoff game you know we got to experience that Yankee Red Sox um that was a great game I mean it was a great game for us you know as Red Sox fans but It was still, it was just, it was really good drama leading up to it. So you you know, you lose that, and now there's going to be predetermined tiebreakers. It's already going to be pre-established. They do it in other sports, so I get that. Um, I felt like that was something that baseball was doing. What some they had a good formula for. Something I think the fans got behind. It'll be interesting to see how, how people get behind this new format.
1: One thing I don't like about the expanded post, the one thing I like about the baseball postseason that other sports don't do, is that half the league doesn't make the playoffs. And now baseball is adding more. To, and I understand they're still not quite at half. You know, what I mean, in in hockey and basketball, sixteen out of 30, 30 and thirty-two make the playoffs. Like, what are we doing here? Like, that's that's half the league. And if in baseball was doing it right, where it's like, okay, the actual bet, the the, the best teams are actually playing. And then it's gonna it's gonna affect how teams are at the trade deadline. It's gonna affect mm-hmm. it's gonna affect you know buyers, sellers, teams that teams that think they might now be able to get into it. Did they just add? Did did they just add another team in a couple years ago, or is that where they switched to the? They did, didn't they? The first team gets in, and then and then the then the second two play with the wild card. Is was is that how it goes? I can't even remember. That's how it was before, right?
2: Yeah, yeah it the was. The Second wild card was the re- the most recent addition.
0: Right, it was the COVID year. That's when they added the extra team, and then it stuck for last year.
1: See that? See, like, so now you're adding more teams, and I just I don't I, I think that they had a they had a they had a good thing going where it was, whatever eight teams or whatever it was getting into the playoffs, ten teams whatever it was. And it's like okay, like now you're actually now you're actually have the better teams, and not half the league getting in, and they're not quite there, but it feels like it's just gonna keep growing until it gets there. And it's I, I don't know, like I think I think I think I would have liked I like a smaller postseason,
0: and plus now you're gonna be playing games until November. <laughs> I agree I agree with you on that. I'm not a big fan of the expanded playoffs. I do like the fact that they got rid of the the one and done playing game. I was never a fan of that, and we've spoken about that before. I'm glad that it's going to a best two out of three. Yeah, I like the drama though. It is it is drama. And we were lucky enough that the Red Sox were never a one and done team. They only played in one of those games and they were fortunate enough to win it last year. You know, I think I would have thought very differently about it. Had they lost or had they, you know, a team like Minnesota that got into that game a number of times and could never win one, you know, to me, that's not even making the postseason. Back but I, every- I, I get what you're saying about the drama. If, If you're just a fan watching – two other teams that you're not rooting for, then yes, there is the drama there, and, and it is exciting, and it does ramp things up.
1: Well, I also think it also gives an advantage to the team that finishes in the one seed, which I think should be a thing, and, and, it, and it means that the team that comes out of that play-in game, their, their starting rotation is not lined up, whereas if you're playing a best two out of three, your starting rotation could, potentially, could line up, and I think that, that giving having that playing game and then having the winner of that team have to then go play the number one seed. I think it, it, it it's, it's an added, I don't know, added drama an added an interesting aspect that baseball doesn't have very much of. And that's, so I think that's a, that was a plus. And now they're, they've already backpedaled on that and they're already out on that. So what, um, but did you tell me what you think your biggest change was going to be?
0: I did not. Would you like to hear it? I would. Yeah. I think it's the expanded uh, luxury tax. The basically the cap, they've increased it quite a bit um 20 million dollars this year and i'm trying to find the numbers on what it's going to go up to but you know it's going to go up incrementally every it's going to go to 20 230 million this year then 233 237 241 and 244 in the final year of the deal in 2020 uh 2026 i think is the final year of the deal not only that um Previously, had you gone over the cap for a couple of years, then you were penalized. That's gone away. Everything is reset. So that's going to have major implications this year because if a team was like the Red Sox tried to stay out of luxury tax jail, uh, that's all gone now. So it doesn't matter if they went over last year or not for any team. They can go over by as much as they want this year. So I think you're gonna once the free agents start to sign, I think we're you know, some of those prime guys that are still out there, I think I think you're gonna see some big deals and maybe maybe some trades that'll happen where teams will take on salary where maybe they weren't looking to take on salary before because they wanted to stay under the tax threshold.
1: Now doesn't this just help the big markets? It
0: does. So like it, it does. Isn't so that what for baseball like was the Red Sox who have money and who have a ton of money coming off the books at the end of this year? They could be looking to make some trades or, or you know, somebody like a Carlos Correa might be in their price range now where before he wasn't. Well, isn't this what baseball is trying to get rid
1: of? Weren't they trying to level the playing field and not let the big market teams take over? And now it just seems like you're kind of helping the big market teams. You're helping the Dodgers,
0: the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Astros. And, and the players wanted to have um, a bottom level, which I think you have in the NHL. Yeah, you know, a a minimum, ba-
1: a basement, a basement, a, a salary, base, basement. A base
0: level, and I, yeah. I don't think that that was agreed upon. Chris, did you hear well, anything about that?
2: Um, hang on one second. Can you guys hear me? We, we can. can hear
0: you. All
2: right, sorry, the connection just keeps like my screen keeps going black. What was that last part again? Did they was add? There- did they add
1: a salary floor? They wanted to add a salary floor. Did they end up doing it?
2: No, there's that four, like you were mentioning, there's like that, there's four different levels in which, um, like it's tiered out to where teams can go based off of, and like the, the different amounts of like penalties. Like it's basically like, I think someone joked and called like the Steve Cohen rule um, because of the fact that he's willing to go and spend to whatever it's going to take. So that, I don't think it's necessarily a floor, but they're, the way that they tiered out the different brackets, I think there's up to four tiers to where, um, there's different levels of compensation. They're going to have to dish out if they, if they exceed
0: those. But the, the union was looking for a minimum threshold too, that a team had to, yeah, had be- to have their
2: payroll at a certain
0: level. I above.
2: believe that number was around 80 million. But I
0: don't, I I, think. I don't know if that was included in the agreement. I haven't seen anything on that. One thing that they did do was they um, also instituted a draft lottery for the teams who came in, uh, Actually, every team that doesn't make the playoffs will go into this lottery, but it's it's mainly, uh, you know, like the NBA lottery, the teams who finish with the worst record have the best chance of getting the top picks, and the lottery will be for the top six picks in the draft. So what the idea of that is to stop teams from tanking to get the top picks in the draft.
1: You know what they should do? This is, what, this is what my fantasy. This is what my fantasy leagues do. The teams that don't make the playoffs, they have their own little playoff, and they they battle it out for the number one pick. So I have we have we have twelve team leagues. So the top eight go on and they play in the playoffs, and the bottom four they battle it out, and it's called the better luck next year playoffs, and they play they basically play out the rest of the season for the number one pick. Play for it. That's what they should do. Take the bottom yeah, I- six
0: teams, one-game playoffs, bang, 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 boom, done. Talk about drama for the number one pick. Problem is, it's not like the number one pick is going to be on your team next year to help you. You That's won't true. see that guy for five or six years. That's true. In baseball, it doesn't really help, I guess. But it
1: would be cool for basketball. That would be cool. Have them play it out. Uh, the big- I don't want to say the, the, the biggest change because I don't think it's necessarily true, but the, I think the one that you're going to recognize the most to me has to be the universal DH, right? Oh yeah, we saw it in the yeah. COVID year. We saw it. We saw it. We saw it happen then. And I think, you know what? Credit to baseball for this one because it's about time that the National League pitchers face real lineups from just like the American League pitchers have to do game in and game out. They don't get two free outs or two free batters at the end of every at the end of every rotation or every time through the lineup. And it's about time. It's about like it, mm-hmm. like how many times do you see pitchers hit and you're like, what are we doing here? Like wh- what is going on? Why is Eduardo Rodriguez taking batting practice? Like what what is why? Like enough. So it's a good thing. It's it's a, finally something good that the MBA uh, NBA that the MLB did and uh added added the Universal DH permanently. Is it start this year or is it next year?
0: No, it starts this year.
1: Good. And yeah. and that's gonna change
0: free agent signings and you know, potentially some trades and, and how rosters are filled out. Well good because the funny thing yeah. is is did you hear Lou Marloni's take on the whole thing? Lou Maloney's I, I was... a doofus he is but i i I thought it was really interesting his take on it being being a utility type player he said well that just takes away jobs from guys like me yeah you're creating extra jobs for the sluggers who can now go to the national league and be be a dh but it was guys like him who used to fill out the national league rosters because of the double switches and things like that that would happen and now guys like that are out of a job so I, i just i just thought it was really interesting it shows shows a different perspective on it I mean, y- y- yes, but also no, because you're, you're,
1: you're, if, if that's the case and you're adding a DH, is someone who can do one thing. It almost to me, then it's another roster spot for for a guy that can only do one thing. It almost seems like you're going to need a utility guy. Because it's not like David Ortiz could go out and then and then do other things other than just swing the baseball bat and hit. So then you need then you need a, another utility guy. You need, would need utility guys to be able to fill in for different spots. If you have a guy who, on your roster who only can do one thing.
2: Well, that's why, like you, for example, you get like Nelson Cruz. So you think about him, and he's 41 years old. His entire market obviously now goes to both leagues. Right. He could he, he could sign with the Dodgers, and you know, and, and add another you know a, a powerful stick to that lineup that that team already has a great lineup as it is. I do kind of agree a little bit with Mike though. I think teams though they're going to need to they're going to need to build their roster in a way that you just don't need to rely on having that big bopper as that DH. I think that if, if Heinblum could have his, um, his way right now, you know, does he look to explore JD Martinez's market? Is that something he's doing right now where you can free up that 19 and change that he's making this year and put that into the bullpen where that's probably a bigger need and go out and get a guy that can, I mean, I'm not saying replace with Kyle Schwaber and I think that that's another piece of, that people need to kind of get onto you know, grips with that, Schwalber is not the same hitter as J.D. Martinez, not even close and in the same ballpark. But, you know, can you go and find that next level down and interchange those parts like the Rays do? And I, I think it's where baseball's shifting and transitioning to. So I wouldn't necessarily say, you know, to Merloni, you know, hey, look, that's going to take jobs away from me. Well, then I would go and argue and say, all right, well, then you need to go ahead and – Change your style of play and figure out how you're going to stay, you know, longer in the league too. You By know, the way, stop.
1: You know what I would say to Lou Meroloni about complaining about the National League losing the DH and taking away taking away jobs from players like him. How many games you play in the National League in your in your illustrious career, there, Lou? How many?
2: Any, anybody have a guess?
1: I know he played for a year in San Diego.
2: Yeah, I would I would what's fifty games.
1: That'd be sixty five games in his career he played in the National League. Like uh,
2: the National League really kept your
1: career alive, Lou. Like good, good job. Like wh- way to be on way to be on base. Way to be on base Look, with I, guys I'm, like
0: you. I'm not I'm not trying to I'm just saying it was an interesting take no, on No, understood. It, all. Understood, but
1: but I just I think that it I personally think that it would open the door more for players like that. Where the Brock Holtz, the uh, who's the guy, who's the freaking guy the 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 Red Sox had it didn't really work out. Uh, played shortstop Miguel Gonzalez, shortstop, second base, first base, could play third base, could play the outfield. Like guys like that, to me, become more valuable if you have if you have J D Martinez on your team who can only really hit. It isn't playing the field. Then having more guys who can then shift around if you want to carry a full bullpen and your starters. Then having guys who can shift around and change positions is is still important.
0: Yeah, but those are starters. I'm talking about guys you need to come off the bench cuz you're doing multiple double switches in a game. Because well, you're doing you're multiple double switches pitcher, a... and then and then the pitcher spot comes up again a couple innings later and you got to do a double switch again.
1: If you're doing multiple double switches in a game, you're trying too hard during a regular season game. That's how I feel.
0: Well, what's his name uh, He used to be with the Cubs in the in the Rays? Yeah. That manager. Yeah. What was his um, name? Oh, man. Madden? Madden. Joe Madden. Madden. Yeah. Yeah,
1: well, again, trying too hard in a regular season game. Like, what do you care in game 32? Why are you doing? Why are you doing multiple double swaps in a game 32 of the season? That seems like you're
0: a tryhard. That's just National League ball. We it don't sucks. see it around here that much. And it much. sucks. That's National League ball. And well, we don't have to watch it anymore. I know the National League was a lesser product. Fact or fiction? I wouldn't say fact. I wouldn't say fact.
1: The number, the number one thing that would happen when a National League pitcher would have a good game, you say, oh, well, it's against a National League team. Or an American League pitcher has a good game. Well, it's in a National League ballpark. That always got said. Because you don't have to pitch to the eight batter, and then you just pitch to the pitcher. So you get two free spots in the, in the lineup every single time. Anyway, I would, that would be beating a dead horse if i keep talking about that.
0: Uh, National League teams won the World Series in at least the last two years. Oh, like no, I no, think of no, 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 right no, 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 no. I'm not saying that they're not as good a team's. I'm not
1: saying that at all. I'm just saying that the National League is the, – the the pitch the – hitting in the National League at the bottom of the lineup is a joke, and it has been for years. Given. It has given, been, has mm-hmm. been for years. So it's a good move by the MLB to add the universal DH. And I feel like it was a long time coming, and yeah, good for them for finally, for finally adding it, much like they should probably add a pitch count, which – I mean a, a pitch
0: clock, but have they done that yet? Well, I wanted to bring that up. So, they, another part of this deal is they didn't make any changes to on the field play besides the Universal DH, but they are going to create a rule change committee, which is going to be pr- comprised of six members of ownership, four players, and one umpire that are going to get together and talk about rule changes. Now, things like a pitch clock, things like limiting or banning shifts, now, larger bases. Those are all things that. Were talked about during the negotiations that Larger they didn't bases. implement, Larger but they're going to bring, but they're going to bring these to the rule committee.
1: And now, and the um, now is the umpire an actual umpire or is it a robotic umpire coming up from the from the minor leagues to take to take the to to, to sit in there?
0: I believe it's an actual umpire who'll probably be out of a job by that point because <laughs> of the robotic umpires. <laughs>
2: Not Angel Hernandez.
0: Is it is it just like a ballot box? That I'd rather just have Angel Hernandez up? on the committee than behind the plate. That's actually a good point. That's, That's actually a good probably point. probably Fair. It's actually a good
1: point. <laughs> um, I, I I mean, hopefully that that does something. I mean, is the committee like is it like they have to unanimously vote, or do they have to then take it to and then get it proposed to the to the two sides and then the two no, sides be- have to agree? I
0: believe it's a majority, and and whatever the committee comes up with, that'll be implemented. It's not like it has to be agreed upon by the owners or the players. Have they removed? But, the, but the owners have the leverage, having or the league has the leverage, having six out of the 11 people on the committee. Can you go down the rundown again? Six. The committee is comprised of six representatives from the league, from the owners, four from the players, and one umpire. Is it player reps, or is it like, like Xander Bogarts will go to these meetings? Well, it's a player. A player rep is a player. So it's representatives from the players. It's so. so I, I would assume it's players, but I suppose it could be agents. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know that answer. Interesting. Interesting.
1: Um, well, hopefully, hopefully it's hopefully it's a younger. Hopefully, if they do it, it's younger players, and they you know they're they're in the for the interest of the game and some of the younger owners maybe or GMs or whoever. So it's it, you know it's they look towards the future of the game. Um, one question I wanted to ask because I don't know, because I feel like it's a million rounds. How many rounds was the previous amateur draft?
0: 20. I think last year was only five.
2: No, last year was 20. Uh, the was COVID it 20? Was... Yeah.
0: Was it the COVID year was only five?
2: No. So the COVID year was five. Cause that was the year they, um, they took Nick York. He went, and then they had that it was York, and they lost the second-round pick, and then it went to Blaze,
0: right.
2: Jordan, number three. And then it was Shane Johan and Jeremy Whelan, Hugh Whelan. There's some combination of that. And then it went to 20 because last year they picked um, – that was when they had Meyer, when they went number four overall, and then they went Jed Fabian, two, which he ended up signing. But, yeah, they lose 20 rounds last year.
1: Has it always been – I feel like it's it's always a million rounds.
2: <laughs> it used to be really long. It was – I mean, like – I. I would say 40, but that wouldn't even be an exaggeration. It, it, it There was a lot.
1: Okay, so they landed on 20, and that's where they want to keep it.
0: I, I don't it? think 40 was a lot, because wasn't um, Mike Piazza like a 30-something round pick? Like a 30-second round pick or something like that?
2: He was up there. As a matter of fact, I have baseball reference open. I can check that right now.
1: 40 rounds is right. At least 40 rounds plus 40. compensatory picks. From 65 to 2001.
2: That's absurd. That's so many people. In, 19, in 1988, Mike Piazza was initially drafted by the Dodgers in the 62nd round.
0: 62nd. Okay, so you. I'm sorry. In the what? 62nd.
2: 62nd. How didn't all That's of us get? Long.
1: How didn't all of us get drafted into the major leagues if they had that many rounds in a in a draft? That's absurd.
2: I don't mind the 20 right now, to be honest with you, because I think what it's also done too is a lot of these these seniors are, well, what's also up the COVID piece, but they've gone back for that fifth year. And the way that that um, transfer portal has gone, there's guys that are playing all over collegiate baseball right now that has played at a bunch of different teams, and it gives them the opportunity of where maybe they would have went in the later rounds to kind of showcase who they are and their ability, and they can kind of jump up. I think it kind of puts a little more um, – it puts a little bit more – onus on those college players that you know you, you to if you're going to get drafted you only get 20 rounds to land in so i don't know if they're eventually going to expand that and it's going to get any bigger but i like the the way they're currently uh formatting it
0: and don't forget baseball's gotten rid of like half of their minor league teams yeah so there aren't as many teams to fill out with these drafts either well good because it feels like there's nine
1: thousand players in everybody's in everybody's system and so that's a good thing i think i think consolidating talent is a good thing at least at least at that the minor league level I would I would assume then maybe you it's can a- actually maybe you can actually then see some players in AAA rather than them making the jump from AA right to the bigs or you know you can actually see progression of a player because you you you're like oh I remember back when the Red Sox drafted seventh overall, Trey Ball was like, oh, okay, Trey Ball was coming out of college. He was like, oh, big deal, or high school, or whatever it was. He was a big deal. And then it was like, oh, he's going to high A or low A. And then it's like, okay, and then he's in high A, and then he's in A
0: ball, and then he's in – it's like, why are there so many leagues? Why? Yeah, it takes takes forever to get there. But but what it stinks is, you know, a lot of those guys would go to Lowell when they'd first be drafted. Now Lowell doesn't have a team anymore. Yeah, I so guess. So for, for places like that that no longer have – affiliations with a major league that kind of stinks right right
1: but i mean you see that across i think you see that across all leagues right now they're kind of like even the nhl they reload they rezoned relocated changed some teams got rid of some teams added some teams some better markets and stuff and but anyway either way um it also feels like it'd be a little bit easier to follow the draft, to understand who's getting drafted, to understand, to watch the prospects, and to care about the college prospects and the and the high school prospects if it's only twenty rounds. Because it, it, it I don't know, it just feels. I mean, twenty is even a lot to me. But if outside of the first five rounds, you you might not be caring much anyway. But once you get to round sixty, you're like, what, what? What? Like, yeah, sure, Piazza came from there, but did many others. Like, it just it just seems like a waste of a waste of. uh time i guess and well, I, the,
0: the baseball draft is never going to be what the nfl and the nba no of course, not, are. Of course not. it's never going to be there i mean a couple of years ago when you had the lighter kid and kumar rocker th- those were prominent names coming out and it kind of and the red sox had a high pick so it kind of created a buzz for that but you know other, other than that i don't think baseball is ever going to get to that point with the draft where it's going to be gripping anyway, so unless you're watching the MLB Network.
1: Well, it's also at three o'clock on like a Wednesday,
0: so yeah. that, that's also part of it too. Is
1: that they also don't know how to market? So I'm, I'm just convinced that the MLB doesn't know how to market. Like that's what I'm convinced that's that's, that's what it is. No,
2: that's you're 100% correct with that. You know, um, the the one benefit that college baseball had to the to the lockout was people were flocking to their game, and you know ESPN Plus. They have the full slate of games. I watched a ton of college baseball. Um, You know, I just there's a lot of really good teams, and just watching those kids play and the passion they play with it is it's completely different from watching major league baseball. Um,
1: And the sound's so much nicer too.
2: I love the 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 the
1: ping ping of the bat is so much better than the wood bat. Yeah, it really really is. Um, The old timer over there is just giving a death stare, trying to figure out what we're talking about. (laughs)
2: <laughs> but you know, but like I'm, got,
1: I'm aware uh, of the ping of the bat. <laughs>
2: <though>. <laughs> but when you got players, though, like you know, you got a high school player and and Drew Jones, which is Andrew Jones's kid, who's 18 years old, who is the number one, you know, uh, prospect that could enter the draft this year. If he's either going to go to Vanderbilt or he's going to go and get drafted by the Orioles, you know what I mean? And like, I just had there Vanderbilt. not been a lockout, you know, had there not been a lockout. You know, would people be educated on that? You know what I mean? Like here's here's something where like again, fans outside of that Baltimore market, outside of the Vanderbilt market, outside of he goes to school down in Georgia, those are those are the probably the three markets that are gonna be tied into Drew Jones. Watching him hit a baseball like his father, watching him play the outfield like his father. It's 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 kinda cool to see that. You know, there's and there's a ton of college players too. There's a ton. I mean, Tommy White at North Carolina State, they just that first like two weeks of him playing, you know, he was, uh, it was an early candidate for the Golden Spikes. I mean, there, there are so many players that were putting on a show o- offensively that Tennessee has just you guys throw around the word wagon. They're starting pitching is like a wagon. Those dudes all throw 100 miles an hour. It's cool to see that you see it on social media. So college baseball did something really cool to connect with fans. Major League Baseball's got to figure out how to do that.
1: And they and they, they can't. They can't even figure out their
2: on field product. Never
1: mind never mind the off the field stuff and that's that's part of the problem. But the, the 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 crazy thing is I don't I don't care about basketball and at all. But you still know every year who the top two, like who the top three, four picks are going to be when it comes to the draft. The NFL don't really care that much about college football either. But you always know who's 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 going to be in that running. You know the names that are coming out. You know the court. not this year. You won't. No, well, this year it's all going to be linemen. But 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 it, you still like even that. I know it's all going to be linemen and, and defensive linemen. It's 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 all like that. That's the whole draft this year. A couple of linebackers mixed in there. No quarterbacks. The one quarterback is a true senior from Pittsburgh. So see, like I, I even know that. I even know. I didn't even know Andrew Jones' kid was playing. Was was a, was a prospect? In you know baseball. why you know it?
0: Because ESPN covers it. That's why watch you know
1: it. it. No, I don't watch ESPN. I just I just know it because from from watching from watching fo- from watching a couple of college football games throughout the year and then social media. Did I know Andrew Jones' kid? Do I know who Tyler White is? Yes, because I know Chris posted because he had like nine home runs in his first three games. That's the only reason it's why like I know that loved name. It. Loved it. I mean, that's accurate, right? He had nine home runs in his first three games or something like that. It was like two or three yeah, games. Yeah, he had,
2: he had like 21 RBI by like the end of the second week.
1: And how do I know and that? Just, just because Simply because of social media. That's how, and, and it feels like baseball doesn't have that. The MLB doesn't do that. They just they can't do it. And I don't understand why. The NHL is the same way, kind of. In, in, a, in a way, they're the same way. And even they're getting better. They signed with ESPN. They're on ESPN+. Plus. You watch hockey games every single night of the week now on ESPN+. Plus. They're getting better. You know who their young superstars are. You know, as corny as their all-star game is, as corny as the skills competition is, you're now learning these names. You're now starting to know these players. They're, house- they're becoming household names. Baseball players aren't becoming household names. Mike Trout should be a global superstar. And he's just not. Some of that might be his own doing. I know that that's to be determined or, or to be fought about, I guess. But I don't know. I, I blame it on the MLB.
0: What's I think the... some of it, too, is he can't stay on the field. I know.
1: Like I said, it could be some of his own doing.
2: Last year didn't help.
1: But but you, you think where like where's your icon? Like, like, is David Ortiz the biggest one in the last 10 years? And that's only because he played here?
0: Definitely the biggest one here.
1: Yes, you know, like I, I don't know. It just it just seems like there's no,
0: there's there's just not there's no marketing around a superstar. Well, none of none of them have that big personality, like a LeBron. No, but no, okay, Yasiel Puig had yep. a big personality and he got shunned. Yeah, but he wasn't a great player.
1: But it, but it feels I'm like the MLB shuns the them.
0: Mookie Betts, guys like that, they they don't have that big personality.
1: The shortstop
0: in in San Diego, Tatis. Tatis. He's got all the makings for it. They're just not doing it. No, they're not marking it. Well, and
1: he was he on the cover of the Diego. show.
2: That's another problem. He plays in San Diego.
1: He's on the cover of the show. Well,
2: right now you got, you got Otani where and, you know, he'll be on the cover of the game.
1: Yeah, they're trying. They're they're going to try with Otani. And they will, I guess we'll, that's yet to be determined because, because they're just really starting to get into the Otani thing. There's a perfect, 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 perfect player for them to turn to a superstar. And they'll fail. They'll fail. It, it, it'll it fail miserably. But it's an, he's an international superstar, and he has the per- perfect makeup to be. Now, does he have a personality? Who knows? Does he really need one? He can hit the ball. He can hit the ball 425 feet and throw it 95 miles an hour. So does he need to have a personality
0: at that point? Probably not. You do for marketing purposes. But I mean, it, it, I don't know. They drive me crazy. Who, who was the last player that baseball really had that was like that though? Can you give me a name? Ricky Henderson. Ken Griffey.
1: Ken Griffey? Ricky? No, Ken Griffey wasn't really like that. Well, Ken Griffey had the 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 backwards hat flair, maybe. I don't know. I was thinking Ricky Henderson is really the last, like,
0: like, flair dramatic name I thought of. Yeah, and Ricky Henderson was kind of, uh, more of a villain than he was the matinee idol. Jeter? Maybe Jeter? Yeah?
2: I would say Jeter, even if you think about, too, with, like, Griffey, like, Griffey was the player that a lot of kids wanted to be. You know, people emulated his swing, you know what I mean? Like, he had to get the Griffey cleats. And then Jeter did the same thing, you know? Um, it's just – I don't know. Major League Baseball, their own problem is themselves. And once they can figure out how to get out of their own way and do a better job of – I mean they, they're they never going to be the NFL. But maybe try to – what can you take away from the NFL that you can bring from a marketing perspective that you can constantly connect with fans all the time?
0: See, but why can't they be the NFL? <laughs>
1: Why, can't they, the Why be, can't they be the NFL? Why can't right, they be the NBA? Playing
0: every night, they'll never be the spectacle that at the end is. The NFL is an event once a week. Okay, but what about the NBA? The NBA plays multiple games a week. That's what I'm but saying. It's not every night.
2: That's what I'm saying. What, what's probably gonna be good for them, and we'll see how Apple TV does it, oh, is
0: another thing. the
2: version they're gonna do their own version of like a red zone. Let's see how that actually plays out and how they're gonna do that. And the key thing though is who's hosting that? That's the key. Who's the person that's going to, you know, like everybody knows. Probably Jared
1: um, Carabas now that he's no longer with the Barstool.
2: I mean. It, but the it's MLB network
0: kind of did something like that, where they would switch it, around from game to game.
2: But you got to have someone that's going to keep people's attention. That's going to be that. You know, like with Red Zone, you got Red Zone and it's the dude Scott Hansen. Like those it's like two and two. You know what I mean? It's like the progressive commercials and flow. Can't stand her. I wish they'd move on from her, but whenever you think of progressive, you think of you think of flow. The MLB Network is gonna need I mean, Apple's gonna need that. Who's that person, you know, that can connect with fans? You know, like they do a lot of stuff with like Scott Braun. That's not who I would want to be that that person. You know, if like MLB Network when they do a lot of their interactive stuff like last like yesterday. He did um, uh, Twitter space for like an hour, you know, with uh, hoping that this free agent frenzy that I, I'm not sure wh- where the frenzy is, but it hasn't happened yet. It's going to um, happen
0: right after we finish recording.
2: Well, I mean, there's some stuff that, that's kind of trickling out. We can go over a little bit. But, um, you know, like who's that person? You know, like I think there's, there's things to look at just beyond the on-field product that Major League Baseball needs to, like, needs to do. Like – I'm sure they have, but has Major League Baseball, like, reached out to and did, like, focus groups with fans from all different standpoints, from a TikTok, from an Instagram, from a Twitter, all, the, all different avenues to try to, like, figure out how to engage with fans better? You know, like, I just feel like there is such an opportunity to grow the game beyond what's on the field.
0: They need to hire us. That's what they need to do. They need to hire us. Are you listening, Manfred? Yeah. Yeah, that's we are available. Yeah, that's it.
2: Yeah, (laughs) I am. I'm available as well.
0: Um, one last thing I want to talk about about
1: the arbitration before I mean about the CBA, not arbitration, but I just gave it away. About the CBA, uh, before we move on to the free agents and what this all means for the Red Sox is now I understand what this means, but I want you to explain it to to people to make sure that uh, they understand it. Uh, A bonus pool for productive pre arbitration players of fifty million dollars. Now, again, I know what that means, but I'm going to need you to tell everybody else what it means. I'm going
0: to defer to Chris on that one because I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> totally up on it myself. I have a basic understanding of it, but I'm sure Chris has a much better grasp.
2: I'm going to kind of tell you. It's it's kind of – it's really kind of basic <laughs> from my end. That, to, so we can wing it together. like i read it i'm like
1: what the hell does this even mean
2: like there's so much like minutia that like
1: a bonus pool for productive pre-arbitration players of 50 million
0: what is that even until until a player gets to arbitration eligibility which is after three years in the league they are making squat compared to the rest of the guys you know they, they might not be making a million a year no matter how productive they are. So it's just a little way that these guys get a little bit of extra boost in their pay if if they're being productive players on the field. Like a Raphael Devers has been for the last few years. Now he's eligible for arbitration, so he's in for a big payday. But before that, he the Red Sox had him on the cheap. Isn't, so this, that, this,
1: a, is, isn't that the a, point of drafting? Isn't that the point of being? Isn't that the point of drafting? Isn't that the point of scouting? Like, oh, boo-hoo, they're not going to get their money
0: until they're 24. Oh, boo-hoo.
1: Like, are you kidding me? Are you, like that's the point of
0: being drafted. No, no, I wouldn't say that's the point of being drafted. But you're you're under a team's control so? at that point. And these and these guys are. I mean, you've got you've got utility infielders that might be making two three million a year. Oh. Whereas these guys, I mean, a guy like a Devers who's who's got forty home runs and sixty doubles and he's hitting three hundred for you and he's and he's getting paid seven fifty. Oh. And in a year and a half, he'll make
1: ten, and the utility guy will still be making two. And then the next year, he'll make fifteen. And then the following year, he'll make forty. So don't no, I don't want to hear it. Give me a break. He'll make he'll be paid forty million dollars a year before he turns twenty five.
0: Give
2: me a break. It may not be though, it, it, but Devers is a different case. There's a, I mean, I, I think the way they're trying to do with this with this pool though was a big thing was that the players they wanted they wanted the amount of time that the teams could have their control to be shortened, and teams didn't want to give that up. So now being able to have a little extra, you know, piece of the pie for this, some of these guys so they can kind of make more money before that, that big contract, you know, even if they can get to that big contract, um, isn't necessarily a bad thing. The guys like Devers, we know they're going to get paid. You know, I, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, like, who's that second-tier player right now? Like, for example, when Bobby Dalbeck gets to, to that, you know, he's not going to get the the Devers payday. He's that's I mean? good. Like, and he's probably
0: not gonna get into that pool either. Well yeah, here's he, okay, okay, so here's here's the better solution. from the second a player is drafted, his
1: six year clock starts right then.
0: right then and oh, then there. then he'll be then he'll be arbitration eligible by the time he makes the major leagues if you're gonna do it by as soon as he gets drafted.
1: Just get rid of the service time and 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 do it that way. From the second you get drafted or, or get rid of arbitration in general. get rid of arbitration. You see, when you get drafted, you sign it just like every other freaking
0: league. From the time you get drafted, you have a 40. Yeah, the, you have, you have, the, the, teams, the teams sink so much into the development of these players, you can't have them start walking as soon as they come up to the major leagues. That, I mean, that's not equitable to the teams either. Okay, then change yeah, the okay.
1: system. Then change the system. To what? Don't, Don't have 900 trying,
0: minor leagues. They are trying to change the system. I think this is a first step.
1: Don't have 900 minor leagues. Don't have a player's development get slowed up because because there's A ball, high ball, fall ball, this ball, that ball, the cactus yeah, but league, when you draft league, somebody, like, give me a break. When you, you
0: draft somebody right out of high school, he is not ready to go into the major leagues. The he team. has to mature physically. It's a very rare oh. case Wasn't where there... somebody can play in the major leagues at 19 years old, and a lot of these guys that have been playing in the major leagues at 19 years old come from overseas where they might really be 22 23 we don't really know wasn't there another league that used to draft players right out of
1: high school and then what 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 did they do how does that how does that work oh they made
0: it so that you aren't allowed to draft players right out of high school how's the nfl work but you don't dra- in that case you're drafting them right into your major league program exactly whereas my point. baseball has has
1: the minor league system to develop players exactly my point where if the if you're going to tell me that a kid is not okay if a kid is not ready at eighteen to go out and be on a major league roster, you're gonna tell me that he's ready physically, maturely, mentally, to go and be on a double A, a roster? To still that still you're still playing professional baseball, you're still doing the same stuff, you're still traveling, you're still not you're still out,
0: you're still you're still out on the road, you're still doing the same things. Like so I'm talking about mature physically, get strong enough to play in the major leagues against the major league players.
2: Take a look at like Marcel Meyer, you know. So he put on, I think it's like fifteen, just under twenty pounds, just from last year to this year. And and if you look at him just physically, you can see it in his face. He just looks like a different person from you know going from eighteen to nineteen. Okay, Nick York, the same thing. Okay, and Nick York put on a lot of you know a lot of muscle, and and you know he's that much, I think a lot of these players they are that much closer than than what it used to be in years past. But I don't know like how you could really go and just revamp the whole you know the whole system
1: so then so then you're gonna you're gonna tell so let's say for the sake of the argument that nick york got drafted right out of high school right yeah so he was probably a california kid i'm assuming right i don't even know i'm in front of me probably a california kid i would assume correct Okay, so let's say let's say you can't draft him at 18. You can't draft him right out of high school. Now he goes to UCLA to play baseball. You don't think he's going to put on weight at UCLA and then get drafted in, in, in two years, three years, just like they do in the NBA, just like they do in the NFL, just like they do in – well, not the NHL, but just like they do in the NBA, just like they do in the – in the NFL, you can't get drafted till what, your junior year?
0: You're 20, you're 20 21 years old? I, I think you have to be 19 or 20. I think it's more of an age thing so, in the NFL. So,
1: so I mean, if the other leagues do it, why can't the MLB do it? And then a guy's body is is more ready physically. What difference does it make if if he's playing if he's playing in Portland or if he's playing for UCLA?
0: There are guys that can do it. I'm not saying yeah. nobody can do it. There are some that can. I mean, how old was Soto when he came up? 19 allegedly. Yeah. He was playing in the major leagues.
1: Yeah. Allegedly.
0: So, uh, A-Rod, he came up at 19. I mean, it can be done. I just think, I think that, that the, 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 the way that the
1: MLB service time is done, that's what screws the players. And that's it where does you, because and that's where you've
0: got to – and some of them, by them manipulating when they get called up for their service time purposes, mm-hmm. end up being in the major leagues for seven full seasons before they can become a free agent. So that is something that did not get changed in this deal. That's not going to change. They're not even eligible for arbitration for three years. That's so you've got some really productive players who are getting the short okay. end of the stick money wise. So this this pool that they've created is just that first step to try to, to make it a little bit more fair to these guys who are being very, very productive players but not getting paid like it. I guess. I don't think it's a bad thing.
1: I I, I I don't understand it entirely i think that the I just think that the way that the service time system works in the in major league baseball
0: is broken and it's dumb and it's outdated and it should be looked at it is but that's something i think the owners are not want to get not going to want to give up control on the players any earlier than what they can i think that that is something if the players held a hard line on i think would shut the sport down for a long time that's something I would be able to get behind though that's something that I feel like I could support the players on because it feels like that's wrong and broken and dumb. And maybe, maybe as you cut down your minor league system, maybe some of that will go away. Where they're not investing in players, they're promoting them up quicker, getting them up to the higher levels.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So they're not sinking as much money into their development. So let's talk about the fallout of this. Of of. But, can I can I throw one more, or actually two more minor things into uh, from the agreement? Yes, Is, you may. Um they have changed the doubleheader rule. So you will no longer have the seven inning games for doubleheaders, which I don't like. I really like the seven inning doubleheaders. And you also no longer have the runners starting on second base in extra innings, yep. which I didn't like at first. I thought it was stupid. And then the more I saw it, the more I really liked it. Cause you had a lot of good strategy that went into it. So I am sorry I to see both of lot. those things go.
2: I agree. I liked it a lot. Um, and you know, I felt that it was something that was unnecessary to get rid of.
1: You know, I don't care about the a, doubleheader.
2: A, well, yes and no. I mean, it, I like out of the two, I I I hate that they got rid of the extra inning, you know, piece. Um, that with so, the runner on second, I like that a lot. It it gave that like sudden death element to a game that has no like, you know that doesn't really have a sudden death type rule. You know what I mean? It was, it was just, it was, it was intriguing. There was strategy to it. Um, I, you know, it just, it felt it didn't need to go away, but you know, that's, it's another, it it was MLB that wanted that change, I believe. Right.
0: They did that for COVID reasons. You know, when your rosters were limited so that you didn't burn out your pitching as fast, get games over sooner and that that's the same reason they did the seven inning double headers
1: feels as though the MLB again does something right and then screws it up can't get exactly. out its own way now
0: exactly. the seven inning thing
1: I don't really I don't really care too much about because uh then we don't have to have the argument on whether Madison Bumgarner's no hitters an actual no hitter because it was only a seven inning game like okay yeah, no. fine like I don't care about that anymore like so whatever I don't care about the seven inning games but but the the I almost said overtime, the extra inning thing. Like, th- there's no reason for it not to be that way. There's no reason for that not to happen. Do they leave the three batters must face three three hit- Jesus pitchers must face three hitters? Do they leave that in.
0: I believe so. Yes. See, that's another dumb rule,
1: in my opinion. But whatever, whatever, whatever. That, that, that's dumb. The, I don't know why they would take the, the extra innings thing out of it. That's stupid. Do they have a – did I see, or am I making this up, that some league is going to – if it's tied after 11 innings, they're going to swing off a home run derby. Did I see that? I don't could know be what like, you've it, seen. It could be like the Savannah Bananas, but, I mean, it, but I still think it's – I still think it's a – I still think that's some league. Let me
2: league. tell you what. Have you the, – the Savannah Bananas, off the rails for a quick quick little piece. I ordered a shirt and a hat from them they called me within a week and just asked about like did I like the item did I get the package they gave you little like free little goodies inside the thing I thought it was like awesome like again major league baseball can't do that but just think about like here's you know a minor league team that went out sent something up here to Massachusetts made a connection you know what I mean like I thought that was super cool um that's my little quick Savannah Banana story. So I'm a Savannah Banana fan now because of it.
1: Are they? even, I don't even think they're a. They're an independent. They're too. an independent. It's an independent. They, an independent they do some it. hilarious. They're great on like Instagram and TikTok, and they work kilts yeah. for a game. Like they're they're a riot, and their uniforms are badass too. Badass.
2: There's there's also the Macon Bacon. That's one of their rivals. It's down <laughs> there. That's you know, and they got all like Their their logos are cool. Um, I bought a, they, they did a shirt about like Rob Manfred. That's why I bought it. Um, I got the fitted hat. The only thing I didn't like about the fitted hat. It was just a little bit too big. It wasn't, um, it wasn't true to the, the, the size chart. Um, but it's just, it's, it's cool. And it's, it's kind of, you know, it, it's, again, I don't want to see guys on stilts dancing in Fenway park, but there's, they, they did something to connect with their fans. And, you know what I mean? Like. They don't have an issue filling out their ballpark where it's, you know, 4,000 seats. You know what I mean? Like they're doing something right.
0: And those are cool things that places that are like tourist areas can do so that, you know, say you're down there. Oh, I don't know, for a bachelor party. Yeah, we yeah, tried. You're playing You're playing golf during the day and then at night you're looking for something to do. You go to that
1: game. We tried. We tried. We went down there for Chris's bachelor party, my brother's bachelor party. And we we tried because we drove by the stadium every single day. And so we we thought about it. And But I th- don't think – I think they were on the road. I don't think – they might have been playing the and Bacon when we were there.
2: Because and because, they were, they of buying, because of buying the hat and the shirt, um, I get emails. I got an email at the start of this season about, like, buying a season ticket package. Again – it would be cool if I lived down in that area, but, um, I just, I like what they, I like what I, I like what they do. I still follow them on, on social media. It's just, it's, they have a cool little niche is that what we call it, niche niche, niche, niche. And, 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 like, but they, they have something and it works, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, and you have like, you have mainstream podcasts too, that are having the, the dude that owns the team going on there. And so it just goes
1: it. it just goes to show you, you I mean now this is an extreme but it just goes to show you that it can be done for baseball. It can be done. There's baseball something. can't be entertaining. I mean you're not going to see there was a, I actually just saw the video this morning of a pitcher, a shortstop, a second baseman, the, the so the second baseman, the shortstop, the center fielder were all facing the wrong way. They all had their hands in the air and the pitcher went through his windup, a song played and they all did like a little like booty drop as the pitch came in. And it's like dumb sure but it's it it, they're all in like kilts or whatever like it's dumb but it's funny like it's good like it it makes 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 baseball a little bit interesting
0: you know what it is it's they're not taking themselves too seriously which i think the major league has done for the for the longest time
1: exactly yeah that's probably exactly what it is now 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 if major league baseball players did that i'd probably be roasting them and telling them that they're corny and hate it oh you used to hate the
0: uh you know the dance that uh, yeah, well that's and, dumb. what they would do at the end of games? Hoke yeah, because and that, Bradley and Ben attendee. Yeah, because that's dumb.
1: Win baseball games. Maybe I'm part of the problem. I I'm on both sides <laughs> here. I think now yeah. I might be a hypocrite. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? But the okay, so let's talk about the fallout because this this is actually very 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 interesting to me because the three of us talked um, as soon as they signed the deal. I think it was the same day, right? They signed Thursday, late Wednesday, right? They signed. So. Thursday, no, it was Thursday. okay, so they signed Thursday, so we talked Thursday. we talked uh, uh I don't know five o'clock Thursday night, so let's record a podcast. Let's give it a couple of days. Let's let this free agent frenzy this trading all this stuff the league's open. let's get it <clears throat> so what a, how about that like w- w- what is going on here like is it are you nervous like why has nothing like the biggest signing is what you say Kikuchi or whatever you be- Andrew Simmons signed. Who? Oh, Kershaw and Simmons re-sign yeah, Kershaw resigns. That's not really uh, to me this Martin per- I got an I got an alert for Martin Perez signing. Carlos Rodon. So I guess there's been some names. Yeah, that was, names. A, that, was a, that was a name. I guess there's some names, but what, what where like how doesn't uh, Freddie Freeman have a team yet? What's going on why is
2: there? It, why isn't
0: Korea signed yet? Why isn't Correa signed? I think you're going to
2: see the Freddie Freeman piece is probably going to come to a resolution we're recording here on Saturday. I, I would probably venture to say by tonight.
1: Why haven't the Red Sox signed that uh, free agent Suzuki or whatever his name is yet? I, th-
0: I thought he was a, sh- uh, a sure thing you know, coming to the Red Sox. Well,
2: the point yeah, is know, he I,
0: wants to play in the West Coast now.
2: Oh, yeah, shocker. It looks, it looks like the Giants and the Padres are the, uh, the, uh, the two teams that are kind of um, leading that charge right now. For uh, So I, it doesn't look like we're going to see him soon. Huh. So what happened there? The no, I thought this, I the this was going to be
0: like when the NFL free agency period begins and then – boom, you know, you got players signing at midnight because there's been all these backroom deals and talks going on. I figured even though they were officially locked out that teams would still be talking to agents and that deals would were ready to drop as soon as things there happened. There
2: probably was some, but I, I think there be you know, who who's going to be that first team to go and look like they tampered, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden now, like, is there going to be the, the ramifications? Like a few years ago with the Astros and the Sox who got penalties, for the that on-field, you know, nonsense. So,
0: but there had to have been some deals that were close when the lockout yeah, happened.
2: You, you would there's, uh, yeah, I think you're probably going to see again some of that stuff kind of come to fruition sooner. You know, like the, you know, uh, Carlos Rodon who went to the Giants getting that two-year, forty-four million dollar deal. You know, like that's a good deal. A lot of people are disappointed in the Sox didn't go in on him and give him that kind of money. I'm not personally. Yeah, he had a good year last year. He had a, you know, a 237 or a 239 earner on average. I think he's closer to his career, which is like 379, than he is to the 2323 two, three and change. So, like, I'm not upset or disappointed in the Sox didn't go and get him. Um, but it's, you know, Trevor Story, like, he's not going to go until Correa is going to sign. You know, and then the thing is, is like, you know, New York has a prospect that is just on the the cusp of being you know called up. He could be with that team by next year. So does like Correa make sense for the Yankees? Probably not. So then where's his market go to now? You know, does he go back to the to the Astros? Again, I think personally the Sox need to do something to protect against Xander Bogarts leaving. I I just I can't wrap my head around not doing anything. Maybe there's you know a match there, but um. It, I, I think once once maybe Correa signs, maybe the rest of those dominoes will start to fall. Um, cuz I think that like he's kind of holding up some things. I don't feel like Freeman is. I think Freeman is more of it's either LA or Atlanta. Like those are the two the two markets that are you know, as much as the Yankees want him, I just don't see Freeman going there.
1: I think the Yankees already started talking about Matt Olson. I think they moved on from 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 Freddie Freeman. Yeah, it, but it's still crazy. It's still, I'm sorry. It's still crazy to me that now we're sitting here, three days after it's happened, and everyone was waiting for this to happen and waiting and waiting and waiting. That now, 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 now nothing's happening. Like, like there's there's been one trade. Mitch Garber got traded. Uh, like, it, what what is going on? Like, what, it's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. Are are the owners forgetting to call players? Are just going to unlock the gates? or like what what is like? I don't I don't understand. <laughs> I don't, like, I don't understand. I really, really don't get it. And I'm convinced, I'm convinced that before the lockout, somebody told me that Suzuki was going to be a Red Sox, so if the lockout never happened, Suzuki would be on the Red Sox right now. I'm convinced.
2: Yeah. Uh, the thing, though, with, like, so now, like, so if the Sox go in another direction, is, like, say, say they've pivoted and they've, they're looking elsewhere, you know, there's a few different things to maybe look at they linked to Jorge Soler who Hmm. world series MVP. The thing is, is are you going to get the postseason player? He, if you go back, if you look at his stats uh, on baseball reference, he had just like, he had just one good season and the rest have really kind of been mediocre. Um, He's not a good defender. So do you want to continue to go ahead and have bad defenders on your roster? You know, like where is, where does he play in the field? Is he going to go to left field? Then you move or do go to right. Does that make sense? And that, from that standpoint, so like, You you have that piece that that could be for them to go to. Everybody wants Schwarber back, but do they want Schwarber back because we want to say, you know, Kyle and Waltham, or do they want Schwarber back because they think that, you know, he could be at 29 years old? Can he be a piece in that lineup for a a couple of seasons? You know, we get the here and now, but if you look to the Red Sox are kind of built, Bill, you alluded to it earlier. This is a team that has money coming off the books. Yeah, there's a lot of young players coming up, so from a contractual standpoint, there's not a lot of, you know, there's not a lot of, you know, where they're tied down to players, but where are they going to supplement the rest of this roster from?
0: And they've got holes in the roster that they need to fill.
2: They do. They do. They have a lot of, they have a lot of holes right now. I think they need to go ahead and get someone who can play first base, get someone who can play a good defensive first base and then can, can hit a little bit. You know, if you got Tristan Cassis, who's really a stone throws away, can you go get Rizzo for one year? Like, is, is that an option for this team, a guy that can play a good first base, that can kind of hold you over until Tristan Casas is ready? You know, if you're not going to go and make the commitment, I think you trade Bobby Dahlbeck. And I tweeted a little, like, cryptic thing about, like, don't be surprised if Bobby Dahlbeck's traded. I didn't go and, like, tweet that because I was trying to get, like, people to like it. Like, I'm telling you, like, don't be surprised if if Bobby Dahlbeck is traded. There There's no – like, there's a redundancy of, the, of that type of player on the roster. So – they have some pieces they can head and move. They need to get bullpen help. I, like they don't have a closer. Matt Barnes should not be the closer coming into the season. So they don't have a closer, and they need to add more to the bullpen. And they, they just need to add more of the, to
1: the more of the pitching staff in general. I think. I, I think even 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 starters I think could use a little. Well, I'm not saying you need a, a front end starter,
2: but. Well, you got but but no, but here's the thing though, right? Think about it. Yeah, you get Sale of Aldi for this year. And then you're gonna have James Paxton potentially, and see what he could be for this year, and then maybe next year. But who replaces Nathan Evaldi next year? He's a free agent.
1: You, well, you might.
2: Yeah. Garrett Whitlock. We're gonna see what he can turn into. But then who? But then who's Garrett Whitlock for the Sox and the bullpen? Like who's that swing guy? Is it Colin McHugh? But you're gonna well, pay more. for this Well, game. no, no, no,
1: Is- no. You don't. Have to, I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry too much. Out too much beyond this year because I think. Like, I mean, you both have said it. You're going to have money, and there's always arms available. Like, it's – I mean, look, Scherzer just just, just signed with a new team. Like, there's always, always going to be arms available that – I mean, did you think, did you think, did you think Syndergaard would leave the Mets? Like, like teams, like players are shit, players shift all over. There's always arms that are going to be available. There's always going to be like, to me, I wouldn't worry about replacing Evaldi at all. Not even, not even a little bit. Would I be worried about replacing him?
2: I'm only saying to be a little worried though, because if you look, I mean, they've, they've done a good job with replenishing the system and the system is ranked, you know, wherever it's ranked ninth, through 16th, depending on what outlet you're looking at. But there's they still don't have a lot of pitching studs. You know, we got Josh Winkowski, which they're gonna you could see this year at some point the the really the only thing they got back in that Benintendi deal. Um you know got Brian um Bata. Bata, who's gonna be coming back coming off him, of Tommy John Ward, him and Thad Ward coming off of Tommy John. You got Brian Bella who's who's there. Uh Jay Groom is looking more like a reliever than he is more of a starter but you know he's starting to get a little bit closer. So that, I mean, there's a lot of arms that are starting to make their way up, but Con-
0: Connor Seabold.
2: Get it, um, Who's ah oh God? What's the other guy's – Uh, Crawford as well, who pitched this past year. So with like you have a, a lot of different arms to throw at it, but there isn't anyone in my opinion that looks like that could be that next ace. Who's that next? You know. You
1: know what the beauty number
2: uh, one. For the
1: you know what the beauty about not being the Tampa Bay Rays is. Yeah. You can buy yourself an ace. You can buy yourself your your number one pitcher. You can buy yourself a first baseman. You can buy yourself a catcher. but the, or Not a catcher. A, a closer. Well,
2: catcher is going to be another spot too. But Vasquez he, is in the final year. But you, but, and that's, but, uh, that's a position you want to upgrade.
1: But this is something that I've been saying for years, and I've been oh, preaching it, is that it, it, you don't need this. Yes, you need a system, but you don't need the system as badly as some of these other teams do.
0: You just, well, you your don't. system is what got you Chris Sale you, to be your ace. Correct. You traded away correct. two top prospects for him.
1: Correct. Correct. If, but but I also feel I mean you can there's there's two ways you can get a legitimate ace in my opinion or three ways I guess you can groom him and have him be Degrom and and have and, and you know have that happen. Um, but it's more likely than not that you're going to either trade for your ace Chris Sale Scherzer or you're going to sign your ace Scherzer again now with the Mets. Well, actually, I don't even know if he's the ace. How crazy that is, but. Like to me, you're signing or you're trading for your ace. If you're the Red Sox right now for the next five years, you don't have, you're not going to have your ace come out of your system. You are going to have to trade
0: one or buy one, trade for one or buy one,
1: and you, you don't have the
0: assets at, to trade for one, so you're buying one. I'm looking at the 40-man roster right now. The only pitchers that I see on this roster that were groomed, that came up through the system, Matt Barnes, Darwin's and Hernandez, and Tanner Houck. So you see my point. Everyone else was either a trader or a free agent signing. So you see my point. Of the notable pitchers. You're 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 buying
1: your talent at this point as the Red Sox. You're not grooming your talent. You're well, not you're buying them.
0: But that's been a knock on them for the longest time is they have not developed a pitcher since Buckholz was the last Lester? decent major league starter. Lester. I think Buckholz was after Lester.
2: Yeah, but Michael Michael
0: Kopech, they did draft him. They did they did get him up and yeah, then they I moved think.
1: him then they moved him off to for sale.
0: But I'm saying they developed a player for themselves. And That's the tugs the Starting do. pitcher that they developed for themselves that had any modic- modicum of success was Buckholz.
2: And uh, if they're going to end up doing that, they are not I mean I'm looking at the free agent list for next year and the the the, the top player is going to be Bauer if he opts out. That's that's the legitimate top. I mean, unless you want to go ahead and invest a little bit of money into Sean I he'll be a free agent. He's gonna be thirty-one. Um, I like the thought of Aaron Nola, but he's got a sixteen million dollars club option. I have to think that Philly's gonna ex- oh, yeah, you know, are gonna exercise right. that.
1: So, so so yeah, I, I just I think, I think that's that's more so what you're looking. Like. I wouldn't worry about filling roles. I, I wouldn't worry about filling Evaldi's role. I wouldn't worry what? about filling Whitlock's role. Swing guy out of the bullpen. Like those are
0: things that you should be able to find on the market one way or the other. But before we get to next year, we've got to fill out the roster for this year. Wow, well, there are still some yep. gaping holes on the roster. A fourth and fifth starter this year, which will probably be something from your, your Rich Hill. I don't know when Paxton will be ready. He's coming off an injury. Yeah, I don't know until... if he'll be ready for the start of the season. Michael Walker, those are the guys you're looking at for the fourth and fifth spots plus late inning bullpen help. I'm a big Michael Plus Walker a second guy. baseman, plus a right-handed hitting outfielder. There are some definitely oh, that's definite it. needs on this team.
1: You mean, you mean someone like um
0: Hunter, like Renfro? Hunter
1: Renfro? Like someone like that? Like that would be yeah. that would be nice, huh?
0: Yeah. J.D.
1: Martinez can't play the outfield, but but okay. I think the
2: Renfro piece, though, the, I think the Renfro trade though it really it was more to do I like, off the field than it did on on the field.
1: Okay, you couldn't get something better than Jackie. Don't even th- – no, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this.
2: <laughs> I'm not – nope.
1: Nope, I'm not no, doing just,
2: this. I'm just saying.
1: You could have got saying. something better than Jackie Bradley Jr. back for Hunter
2: Ross. Well, it's, it's the prospects, though, the two players. Alice, nope, I don't Alice, care. Alex you got in, in in Hamilton. Here's the
1: thing. You could have you given me any player off of the roster other than Jackie Bradley Jr., and I would have been fine with it. But because yeah, Jackie Bradley Jr. came back <laughs> – that's how i feel
2: oh uh, no it's uh, is it jackie bradley or is it the price tag all of it attached to jackie it's bradley all of it Jr.? it all sucks it all sucks it all sucks it all there sucks. was a picture there was a picture that was taken of him today walking in the clubhouse and he had a bet, two bats and a glove in his hand and the first thing i thought of was like i want to be supportive of this dude but i mean he's wasting his time holding two bats but the <laughs> glove in his hand is the only thing that matters so
1: Late inning, late inning defensive replacement, a ninth inning center field kind of, eighth inning, ninth inning center field kind of guy,
0: making 11 million bucks. Yeah, oh, no, it's
1: great, it's yeah. great, good trade. Excellent work. excellent work. That's your boy, Chris. Excellent work.
0: Well, the way the the club is constituted right now, he might be your starting center fielder because you're gonna have you're gonna have to put Kike Hernandez at second base. Love that. Love that. It's
1: basically like a National League roster at that point.
2: They're gonna get a, they're gonna get a bat that's gonna be able to play in the outfield. So they can I think Kike fits better in center. You go out and get someone else who can capoo platoon with Christian Arroyo because Arroyo didn't at, for at all show that he can be healthy for an entire season. But he's one of those guys that I think if he's healthy, probably could end up hitting like twelve, maybe fifteen home runs. Um, he plays a decent second base. I like the idea, you know, and I still, again, I like the idea of the Red Sox trying to, be, you know, get a trade partner with the A's and getting one of those three arms between Bassett or Minaya or Frankie Montas and Tony Kemp. I like the idea of Tony Kemp because he can play second base. He can play left field. He's fast, not a major commitment money-wise. So... What
1: do you think Lou Marloni's up to? I think he'd like to be, like, a little utility guy maybe? And Lou Marloni's not, up to about, about 230 right now. right now. I don't think he's, he's in shape. <laughs> you can play first base. You can you can play first base. That's a need.
0: Only if they bring Nomar back.
1: <laughs> no, I, I I just this I we'll, we'll talk about this year's team as we get a little bit closer. I just I wanted to talk more about the them just getting back and and and, and but I mean I think this the I feel like we've said this for the last 3 years that the pitching staff is really is is what we as a whole the pitching as a whole the starters the bullpen that's really what 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 is going to be I mean what what they should focus on and what they should try and improve so I, it, it in second base it feels like we're having the same conversations
0: for the last 3 years it really does It's a lot of yeah, a they've little, just- they have been long-term – and first base. They've been long-term problems for this team. Yeah, the same They're just going to get
2: – second base-wise, just get someone who can bridge it because you have – I mean, Nick York is not that far off. He's going to be 20 this year. He's not that far off.
1: So, dude, they got in the – is it Jeter Downs? Isn't he supposed to be a middle – is he a middle infielder?
2: Yeah,
0: he's he was playing shortstop in AAA, but he was projected as a second baseman.
2: He, had a, he hit under 200 last year down in AAA. Oh, it, good like trade. His, his, a. good good
0: trade. But he did turn it on at the end of the year. He did find his stroke by the end of the year, and he and he tore it up in the Arizona Fall League, which a lot of guys did too. The pitching in that league was pretty pretty poor this past season, but they do have hopes for him still. They haven't written him off. If if Arroyo could stay healthy, I agree. He, he could yes. he could fill the slot, but that guy just he's an accident waiting waiting to happen.
2: <laughs> they put him at first base. He didn't even get through like three innings at first base. He did a friggin' split. Ripped himself apart, missed a ton of time doing that. Like, you Got know, hit in and, the hand he, twice. He had COVID. Like, I mean, it felt bad for the guy. Like, he just could not, you know, he, he had some big hits. He had some big home runs during the season. He had that big grand, uh, the grand slam in, in Atlanta. He hit that um, middle of the season that, that I think was like a two run shot against the Astros, or something like that, during the middle of the year. Like, he's provided some dramatics, but just can't stay healthy.
0: So we'll talk- I think as as soon as we finish recording, there's going to be a ton of free agent signings that are going to happen. There's going to be deals that are going to be made. It'll be a radically different roster by the time people hear this on Monday. Yep, you're probably right. You yeah, know, it'll, de- it'll definitely happen.
1: The, so- the Sox will <laughs> sign Freddie Freeman and
0: uh, and and, Correa. Correa. and, and Correa. Correa
1: and some arm. They'll they'll trade for some arm somewhere. And
0: and, and then we'll have to reconvene yeah. and do another pod to talk
1: about it. Oh, yeah, yep. but I guess there's worse things. But...
0: Uh, any, is there
1: anything that we might've missed anything that you guys want to, want to touch on before? I mean, we didn't talk about any other sports we're at, you know, we're well over an hour at this point. So I think this will just be a baseball special, but, uh, anything, anything CBA baseball related that you guys want to touch on? Fans, I think... are having
2: a t- fans are struggling right now because there's the piece with when the Red Sox go to play in Toronto, you're going to find out who the players are that are unvaccinated. And huh. there are fans that are still struggling with that whole piece. And um, it's in the within even within the last hour, it's been a very contentious conversation on social media um, of the players who are projected to not be vaccinated. And, you know, if, with their if like, say for example, if Xander Bogarts is not vaccinated, which I guess some people are saying he's not, let's say they go and they play up in Toronto and they get swept. Like that's all you're going to hear. It's going to be because he didn't play and all this other stuff. Like, you know, I, I think, you know, it needs to start to become a non-story, but it's going to be a story, and it's going to be an unneeded distraction for that team.
0: Well, I think it's going to be a story because you play so many games up there. You're going to play nine games up there, nine or ten. Yeah. I mean, for teams in the American League East, that's a huge issue. And not only can they not play, they don't get paid for those games. They don't get paid for And us. they don't get the service time for those games. So, yeah, it, it could be an issue for American League East teams.
2: You know, if it's if it ends up being sale and you know, now you got to figure out what are you going to do there. Same thing, you know what I mean? Like if if it ends up truly being Xander's not, then now there's Xander Bogarts that, that you're going to be missing out on. So for a
0: starter, you can always work your rotation so that he skips the series. You know,
2: four game series, you don't have your shortstop out there. That's going to yeah,
0: no, that could be that could be major.
2: And especially, I don't know how
0: when they were supposed to play, if, if there was, those are any of the games that have to be made up. Because they're making up some of the games by extending the season, three games at the end of the season, and then the other games they're making up with doubleheaders. So I don't know if any of those were in Toronto, but potentially you know, those, those could be extra games that are played up there, too.
1: You would think it would be a non-factor at this point. It's unbelievable. that's still a problem. This is year three.
0: Well, it's Canada, unbelievable. Canada had much stricter rules than the United States when it came to COVID. So I mean, you still good. had NHL teams until recently were playing in front of, in empty stadiums because of the There's rules. Some of
1: them, I'm pretty sure Montreal still does. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Montreal doesn't have any fans in their in their building still. But either is way, it
2: because the team is so bad, or no, see bad. that's what I was gonna
1: say, but then I was like, no, because Montreal also it doesn't really like if it was like Arizona, it's like okay that that would probably make sense, but uh, even Arizona know, but will Arizona. fill.
2: Arizona going down to that that smaller venue like that five thousand like fan yeah. venue yeah that that actually might be like a really good experiment for the NHL you know what I mean to like they're gonna probably sell that thing out they are with with the, with the college kids that are gonna be there I think it's an opportunity where if the NHL wants to do again outside the box like what if they want to do a little satellite pop up and go to different college campuses and have series and all that like I think it's 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 an opportunity for the NHL to take a bad situation and try to maximize it to its full potential.
1: So the the owner the owner for Arizona said that he would make he's gonna make more money on the forty five hundred forty five hundred seats than he does on the fifteen or sixteen thousand whatever he has now because the four thousand seats they should be able to sell and then they can they can there'll be a a, a bidding war for them because they can like yeah there's only four thousand seats but they will be able to charge a little bit more and they'll be a third or a fifth of the concessions that they currently have. So it's a lot less staff, a lot less maintenance, a lot less, all, all this stuff, security that they, that they don't have to pay for. So he's going to make, he'll make more money on the 4,000 seat stadium than he will on the, on the, I think
2: the it, I think it's I think it's a cool concept. You know, you think of it too, like you get kids from up here. The Northeast go to school down in Arizona.
1: Yeah, but it's you know, such they're... a bad look for a professional team to play in a building that's I smaller agree. than 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 some colleges play in. Like that's that's not a good look. Like it's just it's
2: really not.
0: The Tampa Bay
1: Rays yeah, should take point. notes. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong.
2: No, I 100. You know, if you want to have teams in certain markets and you want to be there, you you're gonna have to figure out ways to again to maximize that out. If the Savannah Bananas are packing out that that building. Uh, that they play in and it's a and it's a destination you know for for fans to go to and that's an independent baseball team you know the rays are a good team they have a lot of really good players i mean hell the rays were trying to get freddie freeman they have the rays have a ton of salary flexibility over the next two or three years you know they were i think a lot of people they go ahead and you say the rays you automatically dismiss them being in any conversation if you look at, at their um the way the roster's configured the next two or three years, they could have comfortably added a Freddie Freeman with what they with what they currently have.
0: Um they just so, signed yeah, Wander but, Franco to a what ten year deal? Ten or eleven year deal.
2: It's it's pretty friendly for for, for them. Right. right. You know, so yeah to your point, hundred percent. You know, Tampa Bay take notice. Can they, they do something like that in Nashville? You know what I mean? They do something, you know, if they want to get into Montreal again.
0: But that's something a niche sport can do.
1: Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. There it is again. You're not wrong. But there's a, there's apparently a fire outside the house. I don't know. can't tell. Can you hear the fire alarm or no? I, I heard it. I thought it was a dog howling at first. it was a big truck must be rolling by the house. But, yeah, no, I mean, it's a disgrace to the MLB to have to look at the Tampa Bay Rays stadium, even the Athletics. Look at their stadium and and see what see how empty it is. It's 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 honestly it's, it's 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 embarrassing for the for Major League Baseball. So maybe they should and maybe you're right. It it could be a good experiment to see how the the Coyotes handle it and how the league handles it and if it if it'll have any effect, you know, going forward. But obviously, it wouldn't make sense to do here. But but maybe in the smaller no, markets. No, not here. Might, yeah, but then they they well, always, I they, mean, always they always. It is, it,
0: to a degree, the Red Sox do 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 that because they do have yeah. a small capacity for Fenway Park, yeah. which does make their tickets more in demand. When they were having those sellout streaks for that good, what, 10, 15-year stretch after they won in '04, 4 that, that's what fueled it. If they had a 60,000-seat stadium, yeah, tickets was, wouldn't have been in as demand as they were. Yeah. I couldn't imagine building a 60,000-seat
1: baseball stadium. Like, what are you thinking? Like, what... Whatever. Whatever.
0: No, I mean, baseball – your best stadiums there in, like, 45, you know, that, that range.
1: Yeah, I want to say Washington is, because I went to Washington, and I want to say it's, like, 35-40. And that was, like, it, it's enormous. It's huge.
0: No, it's got to be more than that, because Fenway holds 38.
1: Maybe it was maybe it's 45-50. Washington, Nationals, baseball, park, capacity. Capacity. 41, 41 3 there you oh, go. That's like that. That felt huge. And then, oh, Camden's forty-five.
0: Like, what? Yeah. Why are we right. even? Why are we even doing that? Anyway, I just it, whatever. But Camden would bang out if they had a good product on the field. Mm. I mean, it it sells out whenever the Red Sox are there because everybody goes down there because the tickets are cheap.
1: Yeah, I guess you're right. Actually, I was actually thinking.
0: I was actually in
1: my head. I was thinking of Citizens Bank, not not Nationals Park
0: what's that Pennsylvania uh, uh, Philly
1: Philly yeah that's that's even four that's only forty three oh. I thought it was bigger than that only but anyway um okay so any, anything else or uh you think we're I uh, think we're good to go here
0: I think we are good
1: Chris I want to thank you for uh for joining me uh I will you can plug your uh your Twitter I will say pick five that you run that you can plug here I think that'll <laughs> probably be a that would probably be a good, a good, a good
2: point. No, no, you can you can go to follow me on Twitter at, <laughs> at Chris Henrik. or you know, I if you want other sock stuff, you can go to Beyond the Monster. It's been, uh, it's been uh, doing pretty well right now. So, and it's Monster with M O N S T R. No vowels. Yeah, there's no E or in there. It's
1: yeah. Unique. Yeah, yeah. Who wouldn't? Who would want that?
0: It's not A H Monster. Monster. Yeah.
2: No, no. Mo- I thought Beyond that
0: the too- Monster.
2: I thought that was too, like, cliche. And I actually couldn't fit the E in there. There's a, a character limit. So yeah, that's six, why
1: 16, right?
2: Yeah, so...
1: All right, well you can find our content at boston sports syndicate.com. You can find us on Twitter and on Instagram at boston sports syn. Uh, you can check out articles you on uh, boston sports syndicate.com. There's a couple other podcasts as well, the Bleed Black and Gold, the Bean Town Breakdown, um, and then this one as well on uh, Boston Sports syndicate.com. If you are heading out to an event, a concert, a game, maybe you want to catch a baseball game, out there back in, head to SeatGeek.com. Use code BSS to save yourself $10 off a $50 purchase or more. You can also head to Manscaped, to get yourself in shape for the summer, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Use code BSS to save yourself 25%, 20%, and free shipping across the United States. Nailed it. Bang. I think that's I think that's pretty much everything. So thank you guys for listening to our uh, Red Sox talk for the last hour and a half. Uh, we always always appreciate it, Chris. Thank you so much for uh, for hopping on, joining us once again, Bill. As always, much appreciated. And uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next time.
0: Bye. Get the duck boats ready! Get the duck boats ready! After 39 long years, the Cup is back home. The Bruins are 2011 Stanley Cup champions. Diving to the goal line, a touchdown and a title for the Patriots. I can't believe it. It's our f***ing city.